before we get into the message. The universal dictionary defines the word if as it is used to introduce a conditional clause. It introduces a conditional clause, meaning, for example, in the event that Christ is for us, granted that Christ is for us, or on the condition that Christ is for us. This is conditional. For example, if I say that if I come to your house, I will give you 1,000 naira. Now, you are receiving 1,000 naira is dependent on if I come. True or false? If I see you, I will give you lift. I won't give you lift except I see you. There's a condition attached to that. That is the meaning of the word if. It's a conditional word depending on an event, occurrence of an event, or of another truth or fact. The Bible says, if God be for us. In other words, it is saying that it is possible for God to be for us. It is also possible that God be not for us. If God be for us, it is possible for God to be against us. If You know, God can be against a people, even his people. God can also against them. You see that in the book of Joshua chapter 7, verse 1, 11, and 12. When the children of Israel had sinned against God, when Achan had taken of the accursed thing, the anger of God was kindled against Israel. Israel looked at Ai as a very small city. They looked at it with small eye and presumptuously assumed that they could destroy Ai. They had just had a major victory. But unknown to them that God was not for them on that battle. The account of the Bible said Israel fled before its enemies. An unthinkable thing. If God be for us. I pray for somebody here this morning. That may the almighty God be for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. The second word I said we are going to look at is the word us. The Bible says if God be for us. Who can be against us? Who is us? Is it the world at large that is us? Does the us refer to people's church? To my family alone? Who is us? We find a clarification of the word of in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Media, can you give us Romans chapter 8 verse 1? We see clearly what that us, us means. Shall we read together? One, two, go. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. 
So you see from that verse that us, as is referred to in verse 31, to them who are in Christ Jesus. So if God is for them who are in Christ Jesus, who can be against them that are in Christ Jesus? These are the category of people the Bible is referring to in Romans 8, 31. You find even unbelievers cite this verse. They say, God, be for us. Who will go be against us? I'm sure you have heard them say so. They say, God, be for us. Who can be against us? God is not for everybody. He is for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, the meaning of the word of them that are in Christ Jesus, there are several interpretations the Bible gives, but all are the same word. It refers to people who live in union with Jesus Christ. The good news translation of the Bible refers to Romans 8.31 as people who live in union with Christ Jesus. There is that union. There is that relationship. While the NEB translation of the Bible says there is no condemnation for who are united with Christ Jesus. So for you to be among the us, you must be united with Christ Jesus. You must be united with Christ Jesus. There has to be that unity. John 3.18 says, refers to people who believe in Jesus. So the people that are referred to as us here, within the context of John 3.18, refers to people who believe in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Jesus is their personal Lord and Savior. That is the relationship. For you to benefit from God being for you, Jesus must have been your personal Lord and Savior. It refers to people whose sins have been forgiven by God. As they are in union, as they are in unity, as they are united with Christ Jesus. So for you to appreciate adequately Romans 8.31, you must, Christ must live inside you. You must have relationship such that God is on your side. When you have the relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God then comes to your side. God then becomes your ally. That us, as we see in that passage, does not refer to carnal sinners. No. It doesn't refer to carnal Christians. God is not on the side of a sinner. He is not. He has compassion towards him, but he is not on his side. God is not on the side of his enemies. Now, the Bible gives a lot of benefits for those who are on the side of God. There are benefits if you are on the side of God. If God be for you, there are benefits. 
benefits of God being for you. What are these benefits? Number one, the enemy cannot swallow you up. The enemy can try, but he can't swallow you up because you have the big, big God living inside you. You can't be swallowed. You see that in the book of Psalms 124, verse 1 to 3. Psalms 124, verse 1, 3. The ability of the enemy to swallow you is taken away by God. He said, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, verse 2, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Brethren, you need God on your side so that the lions of this world cannot swallow you. And may that be your portion in the name of Jesus. Another benefit we get if God on your side is that you receive deliverance from God. Deliverance from all your enemies and all their schemes. You receive deliverance. We see the example of that in Daniel. Daniel 6, verse 1, verse 16, 20, 22, and 23. In Daniel chapter 6, you read of the conspiracy. Conspiracy from high public officers against Daniel. Daniel was just a goddamn good guy. A man that feared God. A man that excelled in the things he did. Because an excellent spirit of God rested upon him. And jealousy actuated other competitors for power to conspire against Daniel. But what do we see? Because God was on the side of Daniel. Even when he was thrown into the den of lions, the lions could not touch him. God delivered him from the hands of lions. Because God was on the side of Daniel, his enemies who falsely reported him to the king, the Bible tells us in verses 22 to 23 that all the people who conspired against Daniel, all their wives, all their children were thrown into the lion's den. I pray for somebody here today that because the almighty God is on your side, as many that conspire against you, whether in your place of work, whether in your place of business, whether in your home, whether in your village, the almighty God will wrought a mighty deliverance in the name of Jesus. The God of Daniel will put them instead in the pit they have dug for you in the name of Jesus. Any grave that dug, whether in your name, whether in the name of your family member, because God is on your side, God will throw them into those graves in the mighty name of Jesus. God, when God is on your side, what is another benefit you get? When God is on your side, he invests in you the power to defy, to defy all the powers 
of principalities, of all the powers of darkness. You find their powers. No matter how mighty their power is, it can't hurt you. I have shared with you here many years ago my story when I first became newly born again. I took a brief for one of my friends, a colleague. He had a problem with his landlord. The landlord wanted to eject him, throw him out without following due process. He came, briefed my service, retained my service. We had a meeting with the landlady, with the landlady's lawyer, my client and I. Now, this woman was a society woman, big Lagos woman. You could see gold all over her hands, her chains, her ears, yellow at face, black hands. You know those women in Lagos. We came at the meeting. In the course of the meeting, she became angry at me and pointed to me that she will make my friend leave Lagos without his box. That he will leave this Lagos without hold, taking the box with him to his village. Oh, I told her, how dare you say so? You are not God. The woman turned to me and said she was going to deal with me also. Began to issue threats in the presence of her lawyer and my client. At that stage, I became angry, young believer. I said she was not God and that I had Christ in me. She was going to do me nothing. This was on this Friday. The meeting ended inconclusively. On Sunday morning, my client, who was a minister in another church, a worker in the church walked to him and said, Sir, I had a dream concerning you and your lawyer. The worker never knew anything. That I saw your lawyer tie your landlady to a jeep and was dragged on the floor in the street. People were cheering your lawyer up. My friend was shocked. He had never mentioned to anybody in the church what he was going through. On Tuesday, this woman that threatened me suddenly died. If God is for you, every powers of the enemy can never hurt you, can do you nothing. Don't be afraid. All you need is for God to be with you. That's all you need. You don't need to run from pillar to post. All you need is for God to be with you. I decree in the name of Jesus that any enemy, every enemy threatening your life, the life of your family, that in the name that is above every other name, because God is with you, they will receive the judgment of God in the name of Jesus. When God is for you, he will fight your battles for you. When God is for you, he fights your battle for you. You see that in Isaiah 41 verse 12. Isaiah 41 verse 12. What are the other benefits if God is for you? You will receive help from God. 
Isaiah 41, verse 12. We read that to 14. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them. Even them that contended with thee, they that war against them shall be as nothing and as a thing of north. Verse 13. For I, the Lord their God, will hold their right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. I will help thee. Verse 14. Fear not, thou womb of Jacob, and ye men of Israel, I will help thee, said the Lord, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. God says he will help you. Oh, you don't believe it? Yeah. Pastors, God says he will help you. Yeah. My brethren, God says he will help you. Yeah. 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 The Lord says he will help you. Yeah. He shall be said in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Do you know what God has said concerning me? He said he will help me. God says he will help me. Your help is in the name of the Lord. Help. You look up to man for help, he will fail you. Look up to God. What happens when God is on your side? He honors you. Honor comes your way. Psalms 91, verse 14 and 15. Media. Psalms 91, 14 and 15. Honor is the portion of people that God is with. He said, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Who is God speaking to here? Are you sure? Are you sure? Why don't you shout a big hallelujah? So it doesn't matter if people are currently mocking you. It doesn't matter if they are currently laughing at you. Don't worry. As long as God is with you, honor is coming your way. I said honor is coming your way. Your neighbors may be laughing at you today that they don't know nothing. Because God is on your side. Honor will find you out. In the mighty name of Jesus. When God is with you, what happens? You will enjoy long life. Psalm 91 verse 16. Long life. Now, you will remember I told you here in the meaning of earth. With long life will I satisfy him. And show him my salvation. May that be the portion of someone here in the name of Jesus. I have told the Bible said, if God be for us. So it is possible that God may not be on the side of someone. What happens when God is not on the side of a man? What happens? We have seen the benefits of what happens when God is on the side of a man. But what happens if God is not on the side of a man? If God is not on the side of a person, he is against such a person. He's against him. 
And what happens? Hebrews chapter 10 verse 31 says, Hebrews 10 31 says, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Woo! Fearful thing, terrible thing. Awful thing, terrifying thing. Frightening. He says it's a frightening thing. When you have God as an enemy, you have big trouble in your hands. Big, big trouble. Big trouble. Big trouble. Why do I say so? For example, in Numbers chapter 12, verse 9 to 10. Numbers 12, 9 to 10. The Bible says that the anger of the Lord against Miriam. God was angry at Miriam. Because they deserted Moses. He says, at the anger of the Lord, she became instantly a leper. Instantly a leper. Some people are economic lepers. They don't know. They are social lepers. They don't know. Terrible thing for God to be angry with you. His anger alone made this woman a leper. Terrible thing. Fearful thing. Numbers 22, verse 22 to 32. It tells us also Rehoboam, Numbers 22, from verse 22 to 32. At the anger of the Almighty God against Balaam, an angel of the Lord appeared with a sword to withstand Balaam. Just because God was angry with him, he disobeyed God. An angel appeared with a sword to block him. There are people that in life, their passage, their progress in life is blocked by an angel of God. Because God is unhappy and they never realize. Balaam did not know that an angel of God had stood to withstand him with a sword. The Bible said the donkey he rode, he began to whip the donkey. Because the donkey was dodging the angel. But when he continued beating him, God opened the mouth of the donkey to talk to him. God opened his eyes and he saw an angel of God withstanding him. Is God withstanding you? You are unable to make progress. Things others do, you do no progress. The Bible says it is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the Almighty God. God is a terrible enemy. Never, never allow God to be your enemy. Never. Because you can't withstand it. No man, no king, no ruler can withstand God as an enemy. What happens? When God is against a man. The next thing that happens is that the journey of life is prolonged. Of life is prolonged. Journey to success is prolonged. Journey into destiny is prolonged. The Bible gives the example in Numbers chapter 32, 
Verse 13. A journey that should have taken the children of Israel less than two weeks from Egypt to promised land took them 40 years. A journey of less than two weeks took them 40 years. Because God was against them. Is God against you, my brother? Why yet the people write at first sitting and power? You write six times, seven times. Till Wayek refuses to collect money from you. Is God making your journey to destiny prolonged? Think back. Terrible thing for God to be an enemy. Terrible thing. Are you going through cycles in life? And you are wondering whether it is the enemies from your village. No! Think clearly. It may be God. Is God your ally or is God your enemy? Nahum chapter 1 verse 6. Media give me that. Nahum 1 verse 6. It says, who can stand before the anger of the Lord? Who? It asks a question, rhetorical question. Who can stand? When God is angry with a man. Nahum chapter 1 verse 6. Who can stand before his indignation? And who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? His fury is poured out like fire. And the rocks are thrown down by him. In fact, the Bible even says that fire goes to the Lord when he's angry. Who can stand? Is God your ally? Or is God against you? In conclusion, when God is not on the side of a man, then God becomes an enemy to such a man. But when God is on the side of a man, then God is an ally. And when God is against a man, everything can go wrong. Not some of the things. Everything can go I present to you this morning a choice. A choice whether to choose God as an ally or whether to choose him as an enemy. But I caution you, it is a fearful thing for God to be an enemy of any man. John 3.18 says that he that believeth not on Christ is already condemned. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So are you here this morning? You are yet to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says daily God is angry with the sinner. Has God given you opportunity to encounter Jesus and yet you have refused it blatantly? Today may be the day 
for you to seek God as a friend, to seek him as an ally. All eyes closed. You are here this morning. You have not yet received Jesus as Lord and Savior. You are here this morning. You are not sure whether God is your ally. You are not sure whether God is your supporter. You don't know whether God is against you. You have a choice to come to him this morning. If you belong to such a class, raise your hand. The mercy of God is in the house this morning. God bless you, my brother there. God bless you, my darling sister there. God bless you. God bless you. Any more hands? God bless you. God bless you. Don't allow God to be an enemy. You have his. You have a choice. You have a choice. It's a terrible thing for God to be an enemy. For all those that raise their hands, please stand and come. I'd like to pray for you. Please come. Because God wants to change your narration today. God wants to change your destiny today. Please come, 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 come. Come, my brother, come, my sister, come, come. Today is your day. Come, come, come. Today is your day. You cannot prosper in life if God is an enemy to you. You can't. You can't. You need God as a friend. You need God as a daughter. You need God as a defender. You need him. You need him. You need him. Any more persons before I pray for these beloved ones? You're not sure. Please come. Don't let the day pass you by. Thank you, Jesus. Father, my God, we want to thank you for the lives of these, your children. Father, even as they have come to you, O oh God, receive them. Please wash them of every sin. Come into their lives, be the Lord and their Savior. And from today, Jehovah, please be their ally. In the mighty name of Jesus, fight all their battles for them. And let your name be glorified in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. God bless you. You follow my brother briefly. He will give you some cards and he will receive you on behalf of the church. God bless you. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Shall we stand, please? You take just one prayer point. You say, Father, please be on my side. Lord Jesus, please be on my side, oh God. Be on my side. Be on my side, oh God. Be my ally. Be on my side, oh God. Father, be on my side. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth. Open your mouth and pray. Let us continue to pray that God will be on our side. It's a fearful thing if God is not your friend. Let us remember what has happened this year. We're almost at the end of September, and we are still standing. 
It's not because you eat the best of food. It's not because you have the best physician in your family. It's only because of the grace of God. We will be on the side of the Lord. May God continually be on our side till we take our exit from this world. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Please, my brethren, I want us to stretch our hands to our pastor who has given us a